This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Welcome to another episode of The Russian Sisters. I'm Alexandra. And I'm Anna. And we are The Russian Sisters. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode. Hey, hey. Hope you noticed from my sing-songy voice that I've been taking voice lessons. I have. What kind of range are you getting these days? Um, I'm a mezzo-soprano. Mezzo-soprano. Apparently. I feel like that's what I would... I say sopralto, but that's not really... That's mm-hmm. not really a thing. Mm. Um, it's not? No. But I think because I don't consider myself a legitimate singer, then sopralto feels better to me than mezzo-soprano. Yeah, she's teaching me how to hit the higher notes comfortably. Oh, are you enjoying that? I am very much so, except I just learned she's moving. No. So that makes me sad. Like out of range for you to continue to see her. Yes. Yes, And she's going to offer to do like um, virtual lessons for some of her clients. I'm so new and I was just, yeah, I'm like at a crossroads and trying to figure out if I want to proceed with somebody else or chalk it up to like, that was really cool. And I learned a lot for the few months that I had her. Does she have referrals of, of people to see? She said she would dig into her people and okay. um, if, if everyone wanted or if anyone wanted. I do know someone who was doing live in-person piano lessons and their teacher instructor moved and now they do virtual piano lessons. So, I mean, I suppose if you have rapport, I mean, that's hard when you have rapport, at least nowadays with the virtual thing, it still creates accessibility. It sure does. I know it's opened up a whole new world. Yeah. I have a feeling we're going to get a lot more of Anna singing lyrics. (laughs) You might. It's also, I like, remember I used to do that all the time, but it's also a result of me being extremely tired. Um, And so I'm a little giddy goofy. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. How are you? You know, doing pretty well. I had to think for a minute about what's been going on over here in this world. It snowed today unexpectedly for me. Yes. Got caught in that briefly. I know. That was weird. It was, I was going to say it was uncalled for, but I don't think it was called for. (laughs) The snow is uncalled for. Uncalled for. No, I think I've had a little bit of life going on in that I've really struggled with my work situation. Mm -hmm. So... I'll drop little hints here. Was it with one company switched to another company? I, I call it more of a bait and switch where I've had two companies that have promised me one thing or I've said, this is what I'm looking for. And they go, great. That's awesome. Bring all the families you work with. I say, great. And then it's, it's been a really rough. I, yes, I agree. And I feel like that's been really sucky. Because I feel like you've been pretty upfront and honest with what you're looking for and what you're hoping for. And then you get, and they're like, yes, yes, just to get you in the door. Mm-hmm. And it is like a complete bait and switch. So what's the update? Um, I have been offered a new position and that's all I'm going to say for right now, just because I haven't made the transition. Huzzah! I mean, I'm excited. I think it's going to be great. It's with someone I, I've known for a few years. Um, it's in the in, in the area of work that I want to do. I think what's so hard is this whole process has made me challenge 
trusting myself and making decisions. So even if it feels right, and I go, yes. And, and it's also a possibility that I'm taking too much responsibility for the situation. Whereas, right, someone's offering something, I take it at face value. And then they come back and go, no, we never offered that. I'm going, what? Okay. Yes. I know gas lighters, right? So we'll see. We'll see. It's it's continuous. But otherwise, you know, things over here have been pretty, pretty status quo. You had a speaking engagement? I did. I got to, oh, you know, I'm going to, I'll have to link the conference in the organization below because I could never remember, but it's the Northwest Childhood Grief Conference. How'd it go? It actually went really well. Yay. Thanks for asking. I was very nervous. I, there were so many parts of it that I wasn't able to tap into the standards of presentation as in I had it, I had a timer. I was like, every 10 minutes, we're going to take a break. And I tried to put slides in so that it was a natural break, time for reflection, get up, go to the bat. Not, not one person moved. Really? And every time I said, okay, do we need, you know, do we need a break? Nope. Just keep going. Just keep going. So it was a good first experience. I got through the content, but it was a little fast. So I think it was, got to figure it out. I know you're my, you're my presentation guru. So I'll have to figure out, have to move some stuff around and, but I did get some good feedback. That's like positive feedback. Yes. Sorry. Yes. Positive response. And they're willing to work with me in the future, which is good. (gasps) That's so exciting. I'm really glad that went well. Yeah. Thanks. Mm -hmm. So yeah. What about you? What's been going on for you? Besides voice lessons. Voice lessons. And um, well, this is the first week of Lent for us. And it has been, I've had like 12 plus hour days every day this week. So thus I'm a little tired and goofy and I still have a few more days to go through. But as I think we've talked about before on the podcast, when this happens, especially for our first week of Lent, we've got work church, work church, work church, work mm-hmm. church, wash, rinse, repeat. And it's glorious and it's magnificent. And I absolutely love it. And I cannot wait for my scheduled nap tomorrow. <laughs> right? And you're like, you have to wait for tomorrow to have a nap. And I'm like, mm-hmm, because I still have more things today. And then I have a volleyball tournament tomorrow. And then after the volleyball tournament, can I have a nap? Are these tournaments, I feel like you just had an, a tournament. Do, are these tournaments, a, a new, is it the end of the season? Is it no, that's the way the schedule, the season was supposed to go is like practice, practice, then Saturday oh. games. And so this is just our Saturday games. How long does that go on for? Um, well, because the rec center where we're hosted, they have canceled some of our weekday practices and I'm not exactly sure why it's very confusing. Um, but because of that, then they extended us another week. <laughs> So they're going to get us in another week of practices and a last tournament, potentially the 16th or 18th of March. Oh. Yeah. So it's just one week longer than I was expecting, but that's totally okay. I love the sport. I love coaching. And so I'm happy to do it. Yeah. I um I took Buddy to gym class this week. I need, I need to get to a point where he can do both his swimming and gym class. We've missed one the last few weeks. It's always been one day we've missed, but I got him to his gym class. (laughs) So we had, we had last week off. We couldn't go last week. So that was good. Cause the last time I talked about buddy in gym class was when there's right. Some other kid took his water bottle. Then buddy is like up in someone else's space, giving him hugs and all this love that that kid didn't want. And I just thought, I have no idea how to handle this. So this week I took him to gym class 
and same same kids from the last time were there and they were all doing really well and buddy was kind of having an off day anyway but for the most part he was able to do everything he needed to and there's this one activity they do where one of the coaches they start with walking in a big circle around the gym and then I forget, I think they yell like boost or something. And then all the kids, they start running really fast in the circle. Well, one kid, right. And these, these are three-year-olds. So they're not really aware of just look straight forward. Right. So what happens? I can't even believe this. So one little kid trips up another kid and, and the kid who's tripped up is one who I think potentially does have some delays. He, he tends to be a little bit more behavioral and I think there might be something else going on for him. And he gets so upset. He's, he's one of the kids who has bigger tantrums and he gets so upset that he just grabs the next kid that he can and throws him onto the mat. And whose kid is it? No. Yeah. So buddy goes flying (gasps) back into the mat and I'm like, Oh, okay. (laughs) That just happened. And of course, there's just chaos now because all the kids, you know, some kids are still running. Now kids are in this pile. Was that kid's parent there? Yeah. Yes. And so she's trying to intervene. But then um, another point in time, like Buddy wasn't watching where he was going and he bumped into the same kid and that kid tried to, you know, swing and smack him. And and then mom was like, so sorry. I mean, they ended up having, I felt for her because she, like her kids just couldn't tolerate that activity. And then they ended up just packing up and leaving early. But I just sat there and went, I don't, I don't even know. I, I just feel like these scenarios are happening and I'm trying to be really patient. It was an accident. I totally get that. Um, but to see this kid just reach for the next the next person possible, slam him onto the mat. <laughs> I just sat there. I just had that awe face. You know, it was freeze, right? I didn't know what to do. I didn't even, I just, I froze right there and went, oh, well, and of course okay. you want to see how your kid's going to react, right? It's because if you run over there being like, ah, then he's going to freak out too. Um, he did. I mean, I think he was just so thrown off and he was finally, literally, <laughs> I know, and he, he did so well. I mean, this one, this particular activity, he's been one of the slower runners. So it's really interesting to see all these kids and where they are with their growth, their milestones, which of course I nerd out on. Cause that's what I do every day with families. But anyway, it ended up being fine, but I just, I just went, is this going to, is this going to happen every, every week? Like this is supposed to be about him learning his obstacles, how to do this, build strength, and then get walloped out of the, the I know it's not his responsibility to help teach this other kid how to figure life out. Yeah. It's hard too, because the other, no, I think it was the son because there's a son and daughter, but it's just interesting to watch parents with their kids where if they are advanced in a skill, like they're doing, um, these little balance beams and none of the kids are really great at the balance. Some just kind of run across. So they're not even working on balance, but this, the nanny just got so annoyed that she kept trying to scoot her kid in front of buddy and other kids. And and they weren't actually you, right? So they would do one foot on one foot off. So they're not actually supporting the kid and learning the skill. Fine. I just got annoyed. I just got annoyed. And I was like, you know, she could learn to wait for a little bit. I know. Good for you, though. And the nanny just looked at me and I said, it's okay, we'll catch her next time. <laughs> I was, I just, uh, yes, because I think it feel, it puts pressure on Buddy that he has to, like, he can't learn the skill, which is what this is about. So 
like he has to rush so that she can do her thing or that the adult would feel better about the pace of the child. Correct. Yeah. Right. It was interesting. So I feel like there might be, I don't know if this has to be a bit now you do like the gym class saga. Gym class heroes. Mm-hmm. Aw. Anyway, so that was an interesting thing that happened happened this week. Well, it is March, people. So happy oh. birthday to our March birthdays. Also, y'all everywhere have probably noticed how Jupiter and Venus have been hanging out together. Mm. No, right? I have not paid attention to that. They have been bright, bright, bright out there. And that's been just really cool. It's been on the news. One of our nieces was talking about it because she, in science class, they're they're studying moon phases and astronomy a little bit, you know, but however much they do in middle school. So she's had to kind of take note of what's been happening in the night sky too. So that's been cool. Um, another big newsworthy thing out here where we live in the state of Colorado is that it snowed every Wednesday here. So Alexandra noted that it was snowing today, which is not a Wednesday. It does not, it's not a Wednesday, but it has snowed here for weeks every Wednesday. And it's been like this weird phenomenon thing that the newscasters are even picking up and talking about it. Like since January, it snowed every Wednesday. It's like when I moved out here from DC, I think I talked about this one time before and like the biggest news story was about how some cows broke out of their pen and were on this highway blocking up um, traffic. Uh, Yeah. So it snowed here every Wednesday and that's a big news story. But we were all commenting, my people in my pod at work, about how like every few years this happens where there's this cycle that every week on the same day it snows. And I remember that from like years ago when I was commuting 40 minutes each way to my job at that time that like every Friday there was an ice storm. You went through that with therapy at one point when yeah. you're doing yes. thought field therapy. It was every, wasn't it every mm-hmm. Thursday or something? Yes. Snowing. Like every time I would go see the Darbs, there would be a snowstorm <laughs> and he does not work close to where I live. <laughs> no. And so I'd have a very long trek on highways and byways to get to him. And he and I like at, we'd he, I would be his last client of the day and he would talk about how he was leaving when I left. And I, you know, next week would catch up on how was your commute home and okay. Like we survived cause we're both here together talking about it. But yeah, that was a little nutty there for a while. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's been interesting. Cause usually we see buddy's grandpa, his other grandpa on Wednesdays. <laughs> And so I, I checked in with him and he, he said, why don't we check in <laughs> towards later spring? <laughs> yeah. And I said, okay. We're not going to move the day that we're going to see each other. No. We'll just check in in spring. Like, we'll just check in after, after the season's officially changed. So I said, okay. <laughs> That's probably safest. Um, March is National Kidney Month. Um. Yep. And then it's also National Nutrition and National MS Month. So there's that. It's also Youth Youth Art Month. Yeah, say that. Youth Art <laughs> Month. Mm-hmm. And National Poison Prevention Month. So y'all oh, keep your... Uh, keep up your nutrition to prevent your poison. <laughs> mm-hmm. Keep your cleaners out of the way of the children so they confuse them not with your nutritious snacks. I don't know. I don't even know what to do with that. Yeah. 
Um, another news story that I just learned about Alexandra, and you all know how I like to listen to other po- podcasts and I've bought some merchandise from another podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm not wearing it today. No, I did check though. Mm-hmm. She watched me check to see what she was wearing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alex Murdaugh was sentenced to life in prison for killing yeah. his wife and son. Crazy. I started watching that documentary. I know you listen to the podcast. And then I saw that the documentary was on Netflix. So I was going to start watching it. And then and then I switched to the Madoff one. <gasps> oh, I watched that one too. I know. You usually yeah. do the the documentaries. I don't. But then um, my insomnia has been a little interesting recently. So I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. What? what better to cure your insomnia than murder some... <laughs> podcasts and documentaries. Yeah. Um, I have not watched the documentaries about Mr. Murdoch, but I have heard about the one on Netflix and HBO Max. And I need to catch up on the podcast because I haven't, like I, I think in December is when I stopped listening for a little while because I was all caught up and they were doing the trial and everything. So I might want to pick up back with the podcast just to hear their perspective of how everything is gone. Do you want to give a snippet in case people don't know what we're talking about? Um, yeah. So Mr. Murdaugh, uh, just after th- less than three hours of jury deliberation was sent- sentenced to life in prison. He was a lawyer in South Carolina and was accused of murdering his wife and son. He also still faces 99 separate charges for financial crimes. So essentially what he was doing is um, he would defend someone from this poor area from where he lives in South Carolina. He would defend them, like say there was like a, I don't know, say there was an accident or something happened work related and his client would sue whatever company and they'd win a settlement. He would take the money um, steal the money from the people essentially and like pay out a percent pennies on the hundreds of thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. So the family or the victim would get a baby percentage of their settlement and he would use the money for all sorts of ridiculous things. And so allegedly. Right. Cause those 99 counts are not, have not been decided. Yep. He okay. still is facing 99 separate charges for those alleged financial crimes, but he was convicted of murdering his wife and son. It's so tragic. It's extremely tragic. And I'm definitely not rejoicing over the fact that um, he's going to spend the rest of his life in prison. I am happy to hear that there is a sense of justice. It's one of those things too where... I, I fall into this. I have had this happen multiple times where you trust someone again at face value for what they're seeing. And then you find out that they're just bamboozling. And I, and I've talked about some of those scenarios here on the podcast, but I just, it just boggles my mind that people intentionally go and do that. They intentionally set out to harm other people. And that's, what's so hard. And how are you supposed to trust? That's why now I do referrals and I, I tend to wait or ask people for referrals for anything that I need because I'd rather do that than look up someone and then have something like this happen. Where And, and I have been bamboozled by a referral before. Like that has happened. But again, it just makes me not trust 
my ability to make decisions. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Have you ever thought, I'd love to have a podcast just like this one? Well, I can help. My name is Matt Kundal, and everyone at my company, the Sound Off Podcast Network, had a hand in making this show. Whether it was about the sound, the discoverability, or that you're just enjoying the show, we are all about the detail. If you think you have a podcast in you, reach out to me via email, matt at soundoff.network. Or check out the website and become one of the great podcasts we work with at soundoff.network. So difficult to know. Well, and the other thing that was happening um, recently and affecting Colorado, which makes me quite angry, is the swatting calls that were happening. So for those of you who don't know what swatting is, people intentionally call 911 and report that there is um, an active shooter or a bomb and it could be anywhere, but more recently it's been hitting schools. And so someone will make this false accusation that there's an active shooter at a school or someone with a weapon. And so as you can imagine, SWAT team and everybody else shows up and the school has to go into lockdown and that hit um, our schools. Our, our parents and community got notification about that last week. And um, there were a number of schools just in our the metro area and surrounding states. Like it, was, it wasn't just a Colorado thing. It was a nationwide thing. But to that point about people just intentionally doing evil things, like I think there's a special place for people who are that evil that you make this fake call. And again, given Colorado's history or anywhere really, because it hasn't just happened in Colorado, but to put this fear, that kind of fear and trauma and like create this whole response that is really, really harmful to the mental health of not just our students, but our staff. And so I just, I don't have a high tolerance for people who commit those kind of crimes. And of course it's anonymous. They're extremely difficult to track down who the caller is and where it's coming from. I did watch a documentary about it on Netflix once upon a time where the dude actually um, ended up being identified and caught and had to serve some prison time. But I just think that like, that's a special kind of evil to create that kind of chaos. These kids who have to sit and lock down for who knows how long, not knowing if they're safe or not. The families not knowing if their children are safe, the people who are working there, their people not knowing if they're safe. And it's just, it's a, it's a horrific kind of chaos and it, it just makes me angry. Yeah. I think I talked about how I actually a response to a high school that ended up being a swatting call, which what? I didn't even know was a thing. I, I, I was, I just had to ask what, what swatting was. I didn't know what that was, but yeah, there was, I was driving by a high school and saw this major response and was going to a neighborhood that was close to the school and asked my friend about it. And she was able to check on her neighborhood app and find what had happened and ended up being a swatting call. I mean, the response was intense. Mm. I mean, it was mm-hmm. intense and seeing all the officers and pulling out their shotguns and going, oh my goodness. And really hoping that it wasn't mm-hmm. something more serious, but it, I mean, it's unfortunate. I agree. That's unfortunate that 
for me, I just, I always deviate to, wow, imagine what you could be doing and what great things you could be doing if you just redirected your energy to something more positive in the world. But that's not what people do. No, it's not. Anyway, what do you have? So Anna mentioned earlier, there is a therapist here who does thought field therapy and he's phenomenal. So thought field therapy uses, I've talked about it here in the podcast before, and I don't really understand how it works. I just know the methodology, which is to use a combination of muscle testing and tapping. So if, well, we can put a link to tapping with Brad. He's really popular right now on YouTube. So you can see, but the whole idea is to desensitize emotional reactions that hit us at a cellular level. So there's the book Body Keeps the Score that talks about how trauma or negative events impact us at a cellular level. So EMDR, again, whole premise is to use both sides of the brain in order to desensitize the emotional response. So I go and see this therapist every once in a while if I feel that I have a deeper rooted core belief that I can't clear on my own or can't heal on my own. So I went to go see him and I will say reprocessing. Oh, okay. So what is it? Eye movement. Desensitization and reprocessing. Okay, there you go. Um, so that's a, a another method used in therapy, another therapeutic intervention. When I do this therapy, sometimes I come out of there super hungry. Sometimes I come out of there a little tired. Um, and, and he's warned me before the therapist has warned me, said, you know, if you need to take a few moments to just rest in your car before you drive, please do so you're safe. I thought, okay. So recently I went to go see him and it ended up that I was talking to him about a, a pretty deep seated fear that I had. And in, in doing this, we figure out what we're going to address and we start working through the whole process. It's pretty much the same type of process, but your, your body reacts differently each time, depending on what, what you need to heal. And so we get to the point where it addresses the actual fear. And I just got hit with a wave of fatigue so hard. And so, you know, we keep going and I was struggling and, and right. Like I said, I, I have, I've termed it intermittent um, insomnia. So I haven't been sleeping super well. So I thought, wow, I didn't sleep super well last night. Maybe that's what's happening. I mean, really struggling with keeping my eyes open. And at one point in time, <laughs> he's, he's going through the process and he's prompting me for what to do and what to say. And then I literally hear him go, are you okay? And I look up and I had completely passed out. Like it was half, I would say half, half fainting in a way and half falling asleep. And it wasn't fainting in a sense of some um, like vagus nerve issue or anything like that. It was more, it was more, you know, when you like are trying to keep your eyes open and you can't, and then you fall asleep and wake up and go, oh my gosh, I didn't realize I fell asleep. That happened to me in macroeconomics on a Saturday morning. <laughs> yeah. And then I looked down and my writing was all weird. All right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So I had completely fallen asleep, but uncontrolled. I had no, no recognition that I had fallen asleep or for how long. And he, he like tapped me on the shoulder and he goes, are you okay? I go, what? And he goes, did you just fall asleep? And I go, I don't know. Did I? And I just, I said, oh my gosh, I'm so embarrassed. He goes, no, this can happen. And I thought, this is so weird. And there's no explanation. I know this is going to sound weird. And then people go, why would you go to a therapist where you can fall asleep like this? It was literally 
that deep of a fear that it caught like the instantaneous response from my brain was that much fatigue completely shut down in order to heal and repair. Fascinating. <laughs> so, and then as soon as he tapped me on the shoulder and asked me if I was okay, totally fine. That was a really big boulder. <laughs> it was. It was. He does talk about <laughs> highways and boulders. But it, it was so interesting to me just how quickly. And then I was, I was fine. And he said, just make sure you can drive. I said, no, I feel, I feel, I feel completely fine and awake now. That is wild. It was very wild. <laughs> and I thought... Oh, I mean, I'm so encouraging of people finding the right tools and tapping into different things. And I appreciate that this is instantaneous healing, but I, I just, I walked out of there and I said, I'm so embarrassed right now that I just fell asleep in the chair and I don't even know what I look like. I was like, was my head hanging? I didn't fall over. He just, <laughs> he just knew. And so, yeah, it was very very interesting experience. So I, <laughs> that is so wild. I imagine it's not the first time. And you know how, like he, how he likes to use, um, other people's stories without saying who they are. He doesn't use names, but he likes to tell stories about his clients and experiences he has. He's totally going to tell someone else about you. Oh, I hope he does. I hope he's like, sorry, we were delayed. <laughs> she fell asleep. <laughs> Un- unbeknownst to myself, I fell asleep. It's so weird. He's like, that's okay. She's paying for it. <laughs> She's paying for the nap time right now. It's all part of therapy. I think it was only maybe a few seconds, but it, I don't, I don't know. Felt like forever. Well, and I don't know. I just don't, I don't know what happened in that time. And cause he, he, he did say, he said, I've had other people where this has happened and he goes, but I don't necessarily watch that. Like he was doing something where he was actually watching me fall asleep in the moment, but he's had times where he's writing notes down or something and then He's not getting a response for someone and turns around and then has to do the same thing, tap him on the shoulder, which to me, it's just fascinating about what was happening to my brain in that moment. That's kind of a great segue into a topic I wanted to talk about today. Oh, okay. Uh, Is that okay? Yeah. I have no idea what's coming. Let's do it. Okay. Okay. So um, we talked about how we're entering March and how we've had some snowy days, Mm -hmm. but we're also going to be entering into springtime, right? So there's a lot more sunlight that time is going to change for us again, which is really irritating. Spring for a lot of people is renewal, right? Like the flowers start creeping up, your tulips, the trees start getting green again, the grass starts to look normal again. So there's renewal and re- and so and the earth is is going through its process just as it does in the fall of like shedding and we like kind of hunker down and go into um hibernation kind of period the springtime is when we're like okay there's more sunlight it's getting warmer we can get outside a little bit more um but i was reflecting on this recently about how for for many people that might be the case and they get very excited about the spring. But for a lot of people, it's kind of the opposite. And it's not for for everyone that spring is an exciting time. And so as I was doing some research and I was looking into sp- spring, like these months especially, because in in my work, it's kind of a standard stat that we know of that during fall months and the spring months, we have higher rates of anxiety and depression and suicide. So I was looking that up because we are heading into that time for many people where this isn't an awesome thing. And so I was looking into like, why is this a 
a time when we see increased depression or mania, anxiety, and the highest rates of suicide. And the articles that I was reading talks about how for some, like I said, this is really exciting. It, there's change coming in a lot of different ways, but that change for some people can be really anxiety producing. There might be big life events going on, like family interactions. And for some people, they might be really looking forward to those family interactions. And for some people, it can be really stressful. There are memories that are popping up about different life events that could be happening. And then there's also this physiological impact, right? Like with spring come allergies and your body takes a toll and it really tests immune systems. And because your body is so focused on fighting these other things, then you're more tired and and then your hormones are out of whack because the weather is out of whack and the time is out of whack and the time change in the sun and circadian rhythms. Y'all, it is a thing. Like it's science. Um, and then your sleep is impacted. So I, I just, I'm fascinated by all of the things. Like on one hand, there's this like beautiful renewal, the earth, like coming back to life again. But at the same time, for a lot of people, it's like, it's really difficult thing to move through. So do you want to hear some more about what people can do? Oh, sure. Some of the things that I was reading out there about what people can do. One, find routines. What is one thing that you can put on your schedule that you can look forward to? Is that something like a phone conversation or lunch with a friend every week? Do you have like Friday lunches or brunches with a friend? You go for walks with a friend or your dog? Um, would you engage in something like they called it Sunday self-care? So, you know, there's like Sunday fun days, but is there something that you can do for that? Focusing on your sleep and making that a priority. You were talking about how, like, right, difficulties with sleep lately. And I'm like, oh, this maybe isn't like that weird of a thing because it's with just the change in the the universe and the things that are going on. Um, I think you're not alone now. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Way to throw that in there. Yeah. So there's my, you're not alone. Um, So also asking for help, right? So lean on your people. Um, If you are feeling like you need additional supports, talk to your doctor, reach out to therapists. Um, And if you feel like you don't have people to lean on, you have us. So please reach out to us and we can send resources or find resources in your area to help support you. I also am a big proponent of vitamins, even though I don't always do what I say, but I have been lately. I've been really big on making sure I get my vitamins in every day. You need your iron, that vitamin D and that vitamin C for for immunity. And then this other article was talking about spring cleaning, like not just spring spring cleaning, like people like to spring clean their houses, but also like yourself, right? Like, so, um, what are some of the routines that you maybe can shed or things that you can take off your plate? And that, but in addition to that, like maybe you have a a list of things that you need to clean out, like your closet, or maybe it's helpful to create a list of short and long-term goals during this time, especially when, if you're feeling like it's more difficult to feel motivated and get up and and get out and do things. Um, So you start with just creating a list of goals of things you want to accomplish. The experts also suggest improving, (laughs) improving. I don't know what that word means, but they suggest improving your physical health, whatever that means. And of course, um, there are studies out there that talk about like even going outside and looking at the color green 
helps decrease depressive symptoms. There's always yoga and meditation. And we've talked about that. And then really taking a look at what you are doing for stress management again, like what are some things you could potentially take off your plate? And then another feel good thing is thinking about what you can do to contribute to your community. Are there neighbors who might need your help, especially if it's snowing every Wednesday for God knows how long and March is our snowiest month. Is there something you can do to help your neighbor or your community? Is there like a community garden you've been eyeing and want to go actually participate in? Um, Is there a cause that you've been thinking about that you're like, wow, it'd be really cool if I went in and volunteered for? So that's my PSA for today, y'all. Like I've been noticing like, yeah, I'm jazzed about spring and I'm excited about everything that it holds, but I also recognize that not everyone feels that way. And so we just wanted to shout out and support and lift up that you're not alone. And hopefully you found a tidbit in there that was helpful for you. Yeah, that was, that was beautiful. Very well said. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't have any other stories. The only thing I was going to tell everyone, it's a little early to tell you my, you're not alone story. Um, switching boxes away from, from health. Um, well first, like really take care of your health and just, just, just be honest with yourself about where you are and, and take that first step to, to reach out if you need some help with it. Yeah. I'm definitely more on the renewal side. I like the, the warmer weather. And, and embracing that because I like spring and summer. Me too. I didn't know that people don't like it. Um, I didn't know that that impacts people that way. I know people who like colder weather or like, for instance, they like the Northwest because of the clouds and that really lights them up, but it does not light me up. Yeah. I used to want to have a um, one of the grow lamps in when I was in Seattle I thought about getting a grow lamp. But. Yeah. Well, the things I was reading there, SAD or seasonal affective disorder mm-hmm. was brought up a lot. And, and it's, and it's like, um, you know, as you get into fall and things get darker and cloudier, then I think people associate SAD with that time of year in the winter when it's darker. But I found it really interesting that it's also associated with this time as we're coming out of that space and, and into like another shift with the planet. Um, and just, I, and I've heard this about like, um, depressive symptoms and, and mania, the, the shift in barometric pressure and the impact that that can have on a person. And, um, yeah. So, yeah, well, my, um, you are not alone today. This happened, (laughs) this happened to me this week. I am a big, uh, tooth flosser. I do like to floss my teeth. It's got talked to for not flossing enough. You get talk to you every time you go to the dentist for not flossing. Yes. Enough. I'll tell you about that after your story. Okay. Well, I will say you're not alone. If, uh, you go to pull your floss, I like to use the, is it glide glide? I don't know, whatever, but you're not alone. If you pull off too short an amount to actually be able to I floss hate when that happens. And then I end up over getting too much and it's just, it's a little frustrating, but I want to say you're not alone if that happens to you because it happened to me this week. And I tried so hard to make that small little piece fit around my fingers, but Ugh, no. That's tricky because yeah. then it's, yeah, you can't just like grab them by the ends and then get the no. same effect as you would if you wrap it around your fingers. <laughs> like the hygienists yeah. do when you go. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So uh, how'd that go for well, you? Well, I had a tooth cleaning this week and um, it, I'm lucky that my sister-in-law is my hygienist. And she doesn't yell at me too much. It was time to do some x-rays again. But um, as part of the exam, she's like, how many times are you brushing? 
And I turned around and I looked at her because I didn't have any contraption in my mouth that I couldn't talk yet. And I was like, are you allowed to ask me that out loud? (laughs) And there was, of course, a client sitting next to not very far away. And they don't, right? It's like an open area. And I was like, did you really just ask me that out loud? So then I'm like, y'all, I'm a, yeah, I'm not, I'm not ashamed to say it. I'm, I'm really a one day uh, brusher, but it's, don't worry about it. Like no cavities. I'm doing okay. Um, and then she's like, how about flossing? And I was like, y'all listen, because I knew the people next door were listening too. And I said, I had some food stuck in my teeth the other day and I actually got a flosser out. Cause I do use the stick with the flossing thingy in it. And I was like, I got a flosser out. Cause I had to get rid of the stuff that was um, stuck in between my teeth. And so there, there was that. Oh, so once you told uh-huh. her right, well. uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> and then the doctor came after my cleaning and then is examining everything and stick out the tongue and how are my cheeks and my tonsils and all that jazz. And then she, you know, tells my sister-in-law to keep watching this tooth and that tooth. And she's like, Anna, you really need to be flossing. And I'm like, mm-hmm. she's like, no, really. And I'm like, mm-hmm. she's like, Anna, you really need to be flossing. And I'm like, I hear you. I heard you the first time. This is one of the reasons I don't right? People don't like going. Cause I don't want it. Like I heard you the first time. I don't need you to tell me three times, third time's a charm, but I don't need you to tell me three times that I need to be flossing. Like I don't come here to get guilted. I hear, I come here to get my teeth cleaned, x-rayed. And then I was thinking like, I need to do some research because I just need to have an understanding, I think, for my own person about how flossing is going to prevent cavities. Because the time that I did have a cavity, cavity, it was on top of my tooth. And you don't floss there. You floss in between, in between your teeth, <laughs> in between your teeth and your gums, right? It's for healthy gums. But I don't get cavities there. So I was really interested by like, why is she up all up in my grill, literally up in my grill talking to me about flossing? So... Did you start flossing after that? No, that was two days ago. Mm. Uh, you can get cavities down there. I, I, yes. Well, I'm going to look it up. Okay. All right. Do a water pick. I don't like that feeling. My teeth are sensitive. Oh. The older I get, they're very sensitive to the water, even like during the cleaning. I don't know. They gave me a special, a special toothpaste to use every once in a while. Yeah, I have that too. I'm supposed oh, to use that goodness. at nighttime. I don't I don't know. Maybe you're just a flossing lost cause. I don't know. Perhaps. Yeah. But I for 40 some odd years, I'm like, I'm okay for right now and I get a clean bill of health. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I'm a big flosser. Makes my teeth feel clean. Otherwise, I, I think they feel furry. I agree. I like it when I do it. I am just not, it's not a habitual thing for me. And I don't know why it never has been. Um, I like brushing my teeth. I don't like when my teeth feel fuzzy. There are times when I brush my teeth two or three times a day. And so, yeah, I'm definitely on board with that, especially after I eat hummus during the day. And I'm like, I got to brush my teeth tonight so I don't like smell horrifically tomorrow. Garlic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I have, (laughs) I have a, a kid client who's a little older. She's in high school. And sometimes I'm like, how much garlic have you had? just emanates from her cracks me up. All right. All right. Um, so you're not alone if you, uh, if you sometimes get too short a piece of floss, what do you got for us? All right, y'all, it is time for that STW joke of the day. Something to lift you up at the end of this episode. I hope you enjoy Shanti Wyman. This is for you. Which one did I want to read today? Now I don't remember. We're going to go with this one. All right. Are you ready? What does the Loch Ness Monster eat? I don't know. Fish and ships. 
Yeah. Apparently there's like 20 fish related or seafood related jokes that I'm in right now in this segment. Oh, that's funny. Um, mm -hmm. So I think I'm going to move on and skip over some just so, so we can keep moving on in the book is what we're going to do. Yeah. I have a variety. Mm -hmm. Thanks so much for tuning in this week. Heck yeah. Hope you guys enjoyed the us and the episode and leave us a review, five star, of course, and comment, quest, leave us any questions, reach out with any questions at the Russian sisters at gmail.com. We love you guys and hope you have a great week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Russian sisters. For more, go to soundoff.network. Produced and distributed by the Sound Off Media Company. Kids. I'm your eager beaver. And I'm Mr. Grizzly. If you love politics or hate politics, then have we, we the perfect, perfect podcast for you. The True North Eager Beaver. Incisive political commentary. We keep you up to date and give you the political and media literacy you seek. To help you cut through the bovine fecal matter. Facts first. Sound analysis. Sometimes I growl. Sometimes I sass. We impart civics and build community. And we share some laughs along the way. Being informed and engaged has never been more fabulous. Or sexy. Catch us on, on the Dean Blundell Network. Or on our YouTube channel. Or wherever you get your podcasts. Because democracy, democracy is something you do. I'm Andrea Askowitz. And I'm Allison Langer. And we are the hosts of Writing Class Radio, a podcast. But we are so much more. We have writing classes. So if you are looking for live online classes where you can join a community, write to a prompt, get feedback, and get better... Check out all our classes at writingclassradio.com and listen to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and at writingclassradio.com.